random topics loosely followed. Welcome to the Perpetually Untitled Podcast. Hello, Carla. Hello, Matt. How are you? Good. It's been a long time since we recorded a whole so long. 10 minutes or so. I, it's funny. I was telling Rob that we were going to try to record two episodes today. And he's like, you need a social equivalent of a cracker. And we were we were having a day where like he was saying stuff and I like we were just on different wavelengths. I'm like, what? Yeah. What does that mean? Like at a fancy meal in between courses to have a palate cleanser. Oh, okay. Which is not how I view crackers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would think like uh like a like a drink or something like a I, refreshing right cucumber or something or I yeah palate cleanser is what yeah. he meant but what he said was you need a social equivalent of a cracker we had the physical equivalent we went up and got a drink and uh, had and a, a, muffin a muffin baked by your lovely wife baked by my love lovely <laughs> <laughs> muffly love my muffly wife. <laughs> I'm going to retract that because I'm sure she <laughs> read something into that. Oh. So you've been talking a bit about your, how's your new gig working out? We haven't new talked about that in a couple episodes. Good. It's It's slowly but surely catching on. With any new job, there's that period of figuring out like, okay, how good is the new person and, and what can they actually do? There's the period for the new person, myself, of... Like, I know the tasks, but I don't know the organization. So learning the organization. And so this last week was a lot more going out to staffing events and helping with technology. And I had some one-on-one -on -one appointments. Actually, it was super gratifying where we had gotten a call to the help desk. Hey, I need my password reset. I need to get into these specific systems from one of the folks that don't have a computer that don't use a lot of technology in their yeah. jobs. And the help desk worked with her and it just wasn't clicking. And so help desk kicked it to me and said, can you meet with this person? And so was able to meet with her then on Friday. And she said, I'm applying for an apartment and I need to have the last three months of pay stubs by today in order to get this apartment. And she didn't know how to get into her pay stubs. She didn't know how to send the attachment from her iPad. So I worked with her for about an hour and like got it all screenshotted and sent us an email. And then she called the real estate company that handles the apartment and they confirmed that she got it. And then she got the apartment and like she did not burst out crying, but she was telling me how like where she's living is in the basement of a family member's home and how there's mice and there's roaches and how... You know, she was just you helped so somebody. It was really nice. And it was one of those things where this is the kind of work that I used to do when I worked in libraries. This is something that librarians do as like our social safety net. But because I'm staff at this organization, I have the administrative tools to reset her password because she didn't know what it was. And I know intimately our various systems. So I was in an even better position to help her than I would have been. Had she just been a, like a person coming in, coming the in because you wouldn't have access to those right type of things, right? And so I don't know how much of my job is going to end up being like one on one like that, but at the very least, that interaction was very, very gratifying. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I like doing. And I don't get as much of that these days. I mean, I, in previous jobs, I was much more customer facing and mm -hmm. being able to help people. My my stuff's pretty internal now, and still, there's a lot of like helping people but it's i don't know developers for whatever reason are just not as thankful for for my <laughs> they expect you to serve them they, they, yeah, right exactly you are here <laughs> you are here to serve <laughs> whatever <laughs> well uh we don't have any voicemails but right. that's also because we're recording episodes 10 minutes after back we... to back not not only back to back episodes but uh episode 38 zoos aired this morning for us even though y'all will be listening to this like a, a month from now right we're, so. this is episode number 40 topic yet to be tbd episode 40 wow yeah 40 our podcast episodes. is middle-aged <laughs> it's catching up with us because we're in our 40s yeah as, as well i i you, i didn't have anything no to say to that i mean it, you you're correct i have <laughs> Accurate statement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just every time we hit 
a weird milestone. I always have a moment of like, because we didn't think this. I mean, I didn't think this at last. I yeah. wasn't sure if it would or not, but I certainly would have not bet on it having any legs. And it 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 does to yeah. some capacity. Yeah. We're still doing it. People are still listening. Yeah. And uh, I'm still enjoying it. Are, are you still having I a good time? I am still enjoying it. Yeah. It's a little bit more challenging now, logistically, getting the recording time and then getting the editing time. Yeah. And that, like, we're entering that time of year where I will be home more often, hypothetically. So okay. it's actually going to get a bit easier for me. Okay. I'll admit to kind of, I'm not going to say I've been phoning it in, but definitely I have condensed my editing process as much as possible. And people probably notice I haven't done as many epilogues because that takes time. And some, a lot of my editing like, the past couple of episodes has been remote. Like I take mm-hmm. my laptop with me and I don't have a microphone set up. So it's just like, okay, well, no epilogue this, yeah. this episode. Uh, you'll probably get one this one. You'll, this one will probably have an epilogue. Okay. So maybe not. I don't know. Depends on what I'm feeling like. <laughs> a month from now. <laughs> a month from now. Yeah. But yeah, voicemails, 216-505-0180. Give us a call. We uh, we love hearing from you. And Carla makes a little squeeze sound when we have <laughs> voicemails to listen to. So uh, you'll get to hear that as well. Shall we uh, pick a topic? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Diving right in. Let's yeah. do it. The future. I feel like it needs a special echo reverb effect. The future. Since I'm going to have more time to edit, I can probably go. put that one in. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of vague. <clears throat> Very vague, like the near future, the far future. Yeah, I, you know what? I kind of like this one. We haven't really had, like our past couple have been pretty specific, like zoos and swimming and, you know, yeah. like specific topic. This one, we haven't had kind of a more open-ended one. Well, it's going to be in a while. I, I would say that in general, like we have a topic and then we tell stories from our past and this is going to be the, like. Yeah, there's not really a lots story. Lots of hypothesizing yeah. about what the future might bring. Yeah. Well, well then we could do things. I mean. We could go the, I mean, we talk a lot about pop culture, but we can mm-hmm. talk about like movies and shows that are set in the future. We could. <laughs> we have, we have, we have, we have we, options. We have options. Yeah. yeah. So I'll start though by saying when you were a kid, what did you think the future would look like for you? Like personally or whole society, however. I mean, you know, we, we both kind of grew up in that age where technology was like the advancement of technology technology good golly (laughs) (laughs) the advancement of technology was really ramping up right like computers and microprocessors and all that stuff were introducing a whole new world of possibility Mm -hmm. and so i really grew up thinking that you know flying cars and robots that do everything for you are just around the corner and a lot of ways that has materialized you know we have like they don't look like the Jetsons, but we do have little right. robot vacuums. We have little robot vacuums in like in, in Star Trek where you say computer, blah, blah, blah. You know, we have voice assistants now that, mm-hmm. that can do that to a degree. AI is obviously starting to take off a little bit, but more from like the physical hardware perspective, like we don't have humanoid robots in our hmm. houses. And I kind of figured like by now we would have that. We don't have flying cars. And I kind of figured out like, to me, I feel like software has advanced faster than hardware, with the exception of obviously physics like physics is hard. <laughs> physics is hard. Uh, well, and there's more to consider from a hardware perspective, right? Because you know your robot needs to have like like an emergency stop button, probably if it's a, if it's a humanoid size, mm-hmm. because it, the software might fail. So there's a lot more to think about, but it just seems like we haven't advanced as far from the more in the physical realm of things. A house of today. You build a brand new house, it doesn't really look any different from a house built in the 60s. I mean, you know, maybe a slightly different architectural design, but like the electrical system's pretty much identical. They're mm. probably going to run, like I guess they're not really running, like you build a house in the 80s, they would run coax for your cable TV or your satellite. And then you build a house in the 90s, it was all about telephones. You build a house in the 2000s, they're running Cat5 for networking. Mm-hmm. Now, my understanding is most home builders aren't even putting any of that kind of wiring and because they assume everything is wireless now. Like Mm. they don't put phone wiring or coax or ethernet or anything because everything is wireless. So there's been small advances like that, but fundamentally our day-to-day lives physically don't seem to be 
as the technology has not lived up to what you wanted it to be. What 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 I kind of thought it would be, not really wanted. I mean, I I had no skin in the game at that mm-hmm. age, right? It's just like, oh, the future is going to be so cool. We're going to be in flying cars and stuff's going to be <laughs> awesome. It's like, no, the future. I mean, there's some cool stuff, but it's you know, it's fine. See, it's funny because like as a kid thinking about the future, I didn't think about technology at all. Yeah, what did you think about? I, it was all like personal stuff. Like, would I be married? Would I be a parent? Uh, what kind of career would I have? What city would I live in? That kind Never of stuff. Of any of that. As Seriously. A kid. None of it. I thought that I wanted to live in Manhattan and I thought that I wanted to work as a book editor because in a Judy Bloom book that I read as a kid, one of the secondary characters had a job of reading books in order to decide if they were going to be optioned for a film. Mm-hmm. And I thought that sounded like the best job ever and that was i was gonna work up to that somewhere around like early college did i realize that like book editors are miserable and it sounds like a grind i mean to get a start in that industry is a lot of 80 hour weeks for super low pay living in manhattan yes but you know there's relatively recently like within the last year have been strikes and, and unionization efforts for publishing house editorial staff because the lower level positions are so mistreated by the big name editors. Like if you make it big, you're a celebrity editor almost. So decided, you know, thankfully still pretty young to, to not pursue that. And also we've just finished recording talking about neighbors and, and we didn't really talk about apartment neighbors, but I think Knowing myself now, I don't I don't really want to live in some place quite that dense. So. Right, right, right. In a building versus having like a, a, a But like in terms of the future, like I I wanted to have a life partner check and done, I wanted yeah. to have a basically a career that dealt with books and fiction and learning and that kind of stuff. And so I've done that as well. So See that's that that's that is an interesting difference and i don't know i mean i'm probably more in the minority but like i didn't really think about any of that kind of stuff because i just assume my natural progression through life would answer questions that would kind of Mm. define that stuff along the way you didn't try to manifest it i didn't try to manifest (laughs) it i didn't try to plan for it um i mean i assumed i would have a life partner but that's yeah not because i was like desirous know, of desirous that. of that at you know nine years that's old just, that's, that's or whatever you. right but yeah it's just that that's kind of where i didn't think about whether or not i would have kids i don't think about any of that kind of stuff okay. um other than i would say i assumed that i would have some sort of a technology kind of a role and i, I don't know, i think i always had kind of a entrepreneurial you know like instead of lemonade sand dance i was like selling used radios at the curb mm-hmm. and stuff like i always had like not just techie, but kind of making money off of it kind of uh, mm-hmm, mentality mm-hmm. or making like that part of my livelihood. So, yeah, that's really, and I, I don't know. I mean, even, I didn't think too far ahead, I guess, as a kid. I was thinking about what I was going to do tomorrow. And even today, I'm still like that. I don't think that far in the future. Oh, I, I made I every, <laughs> no, every, I mean, every career move I've made has been more or less on a whim. Just because like, I'm going to go do this now. I am definitely the kind of person who likes to have contingency plans for my contingency plans and I'm not wearing it right now but I actually I have a t-shirt Rob got for me that is um this cute little animal at a chalkboard with all sorts of symbols and it says I'm not overthinking I'm just thinking (laughs) because he accuses me of thinking too much about the future trying to plan too much I said, well, I, I, I realize like I can't plan for certain events, but if I think of enough hypothetical events and I think of how I would react to those hypothetical events, that when one of them does happen, I have a better idea of how I want to respond. And, you know, I think to go back a little bit on what I just said, I, I'm starting to think a little bit more about it, I think. We've talked Mainly. about retirement plans and stuff loosely. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, you know, I've never I mean, I'm not a big planner head, but it's there's going to be a point where I want to retire, right? I don't yeah. want to do this forever. So I want to have some financial soundness. Except too. this. I mean, we're going to do this podcast forever, right? We're going to do this podcast forever <laughs> and we're going to get rich off of it someday. Someday. <laughs> Maybe us, not for Make us rich 40. people. But yeah, I, I mean, the big thing for me right now, and again, this is super high level, but 
there's an expiration date on being a highly technical individual contributor, I yeah. think, you know, and that expiration date's probably like ahead, you know, like I can, I can see it from afar. So I need to start thinking about what I'm going to do next career wise, other than like, I also think I would like to retire earlier than average. And I'm trying to kind of put pieces in, in place for that. But, yeah. you know, I've got at least, let's say 15 years before I retire. And I think I could probably be an in a high tech position for five to 10 of those. It just okay. seems unlikely that I'm going to lose interest in it. I'm going to not be able to keep up with younger people because mm-hmm. it's a, I mean, the technology it, does not stand still. Technology. I mean, it's changed so many times in my world. The secret is all of the new stuff is just the old stuff with more stuff on top of it. Like the, gotcha. the old stuff's still there, but it's just more obfuscated, you know? The cloud is still some Linux servers, you know, yeah. literally that's still what it is, yeah. right? Yeah, so they, I, they, I don't know like how long. So in my current role, I am teaching technology and I don't know how long that is sustainable. Mm-hmm. I think uh, from a certain perspective, it's future proof because I learn it and then I learn it well enough to explain to somebody what I just learned so the fact that I don't understand it from the very get-go is actually an advantage because the process of learning the thing also tells me how I need to explain it to somebody else. Right. Whereas like I would have a harder time, I think, explaining something very easy. Like I don't know if you've ever tried to explain to someone how to tie their shoes or how to do something right. super simple that you take for granted. It's harder to explain that right. to me. So We'll see what the future holds. I we are also, you know, loosely retirement planning and trying to maybe retire sooner than the average. I talked about planning for contingency plans for my contingency plans. Where I can't plan is like what the healthcare industry will look like in our country at that time. Right. That's just too much of an unknown to really make any kind of right plans for the future around you'd that. You'd like to think it could only get better, but you'd like to think, but, but that's not that's really been yeah. not guaranteed. Yeah. So will I switch to another role at the same organization or will I switch to a different feel? I, I don't know yet. Yeah. We'll see. I just started this gig, so I'm gonna be yeah. with it for a while. And same thing. I've been at this company for not quite a year. So I'm just kind of seeing where the tide takes me within yeah. this role and then think about how to parlay that also on the flip side i like to think i'm a relatively smart person and i have had side gigs that have been profitable as well Mm -hmm. in different things like you know we've dabbled in real estate and stuff like that so i i guess i'm not specifically considering those contingency plans but i have a level of comfort knowing that like there'll be something there are other things i could do and that as of today we have some enough financial independence to be able to have some wiggle room should things Mm-hmm. change so i i don't want to make it seem like i don't think about the future at all and I, i've had conversations with other friends who you know one of them said like that's a problem for future me yeah. <laughs> <And now, laughs> screw that guy <laughs> well i tell you what's exciting for me about the future is i have a kid so she's mm-hmm. school age now and like what is the future going to look like for her personally like school is she going to go off to college? What, what is she going to major in? Is she going to find a job? Where is she going to live? Because I don't live in the city that I grew right. up in. And I would be more, as if I were a parent, I'd be more worried about like, what's healthcare going to look yeah. like? What's the environment going to look like? Yeah. What's what, the water supply going to look like? Are you going to be living on a different a planet thing? because we've overpopulated this one? Will there be other planets to populate? I mean, I the metrics are not. <laughs> I, I'm predicting right now, not in our lifetime will we settle on another planet. Right. I, I think there's at least several generations, but we have to be thinking about that kind of stuff now because we are, no matter how you slice and dice it, we're kind of on a path to use the resources that this planet has available mm-hmm. to us mm-hmm. unless we either minimize our use of those resources or identify other ways to tap into resources available elsewhere within the universe. I mean, that's just kind of a fact. So we talk. I don't think we have to think about it. Probably our kids, well, not our, our, like, generation's, I don't have, our, gen, kids. our generation's kids probably don't have to think too much about it. But you go start to go beyond that. Yeah. There's going to be some pinch points, I think. Yeah. Rob was convinced when kiddo was born that by the time she's old enough to drive, that she won't need to learn how to drive, that there'll be enough 
self-driving cars. And I think now he agrees with me that is not going to be the case. I, I that's that's a good point. It, it I mean, could and again, well, maybe had all of the well, stars like I was aligned. Ta- well, like I was talking about flying cars, right? Yeah, and saying like they don't exist. The technology does exist. Like flying cars could exist, but there's infrastructure problems and there's adoption problems. Yeah, you know, like technology leads people's adoption and and legal certifications and all of the stuff that comes. Everything else moves slower than technology. Yes, right. And that's why I was kind of getting at was software can move rapidly, but things that change the way we do our day-to-day lives physically mm-hmm. always have some sort of regulatory things. You can't have flying cars without having an entire legal infrastructure around operating them, mm-hmm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. being a pilot, there's a lot that goes to that, right? Yeah. And you have to essentially be a pilot when you're operating a, a flying car. On the flip side... I don't want to not drive. I enjoy driving. Right. That's part of it. I mean, there's yeah, a... And I think a lot of people would fall in that bucket as well. Like, who would have predicted back when we were kids how hard it is to find a manual transmission vehicle anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Shan and I were just talking about that. He's like, I would love to buy this car, but they don't have it in manual. I'm like, there's only like 20 cars total you can buy with a manual yeah. transmission new today. Yeah. Yeah. Things, things that we didn't anticipate about the future, you know? Yeah. I didn't like I don't think I anticipated that communication would be primarily text based. No. Yeah, because like the phone came out and the people didn't send telegrams anymore, right? Because right. voice and talking to people was better than like sending a telegram to somebody. And I'd now we by and large have adopted you know texting over is. voice for for communication. I still so. talk a, like that's I mean, a weirdness about me being. Well, I prefer having a conversation, but the the reality is, most of the people I interact with, a majority of the communication is is over text, and I think that is prevalent, especially with younger generations. Like the idea of talking. Not only do people not talk on the phone, the the idea of talking to people is, like, I think for a lot of younger people, like they don't like that. Like they would rather text because they haven't built that comfort with talking to a stranger on the other side of the phone to. Order a pizza or get your For car a stranger, fixed or something yes, like that. Yes, I will say my child has a messenger app that can text, I can video call, and this kid will video call anyone. I should, so I can't add you until I have yeah. a working smartphone again. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully by the time this Hopefully airs, Hopefully by the time this airs, oh my gosh, yeah. seriously. Uh, and you can experience the joy that is my child... <laughs> video chatting. I mean, I've interacted with her in person and yeah. her her energy is almost too much. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that yeah. is accurate. Yeah. It's, that's what it's like. Yeah. Uh has so, she ever shared with you her thoughts on what the future would look like? Not not either from your perspective of she like or my perspective from more of the tech side of things. To get married. Okay. She has told me that she does not want if she decides to become a parent, she is going to adopt because childbirth sounds too painful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's good to know these things about yourself. She, I have told her that is perfectly valid and she's also allowed to change her mind if she wants. Yeah. She intends to go to college, but we're... We're not pushing at, as of yet because she she's have little. Does she have a field? She wants to study art. Okay. And and actually, you know, we're not pushing. And we, of course, have a college fund to plan for her future. But we've already told her, like, you can major in art, but we're not sending you to a ridiculously overpriced art school. Yeah. <laughs> like. You can go there, but you're going to have to sort out the. No, um, no. Oh, you're not allowing her to go. We'll see if it actually is an issue We'll deal with it as it comes. But I have some friends who have gone to. So Cleveland has a really great art school, the Cleveland Institute of Art, uh, Siena College of Art and Design down in, or not, uh, Savannah. Savannah. Thank you. Siena Siena Heights is in Michigan and it's another art college. I was mixing up the two. Uh, Savannah, Georgia, College of Art and Design. These schools are so expensive. Yes. And, and, and having I talked to graduates from those schools, the joke used to be back in the day that women went to college for an MRS degree. 
I don't know if you'd ever heard that. Yeah. No, but and, yeah. And to an extent, that is still kind of what's happening at the really prestigious art schools is that you get in because your parents are philanthropists, your parents are CEOs or CFOs of some place, and it is a networking opportunity for you yeah. to rub elbows other people in that same and then you've got the scholarship kids and that's who i know is like the scholarship kids and then they graduate with i mean you think we talk now about student loan debt but student loan debt at that magnitude is just crushing now do you do you feel that i don't know if this is off topic or not but i guess it's kind of kids and future related like future i don't have a college degree and i'm doing well it depends on what you want to do yeah I mean, like, I mean, if, do you think if you want to be a lawyer, you, you have to have a, a Juris Doctorate. Do you think it's shifting at all? Where it is already shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing a lot more money being put towards technical degrees. Right now, it's still going on. There's a big UAW strike right now. Um, we saw earlier in the summer writer strikes. So, like, workers are organizing for better pay, better benefits, better recognition. And I think with that comes then the realization, like, you don't necessarily need a college degree for everything. I had long said in conversations, like, with my mom, who's, you know, doesn't have a college degree, that people don't trust high school diplomas anymore. And so for our generation, for those of us who are in our 40s now, employers didn't trust that that diploma meant that you could read right. or write cohesively or right. do fundamental math. Yep. There was no faith in that. And so instead of as an employer creating better screening methods, they just said we'll require a college degree. Right. And so well, and that was only- kind of my like my mom has a college degree in <laughs> yeah. English. And she's like, it's not that I have a degree in a specific field, it's that I have a degree full in stop. general. Right. Full exactly. Stop. So with the relatively recent focus in businesses on diversity, equity, and inclusion, you're seeing a lot more positions listed where it might say bachelor's preferred and then it'll list, you know, or equivalent experience. And sometimes it even enumerates X number of years of experience equals one year of coursework. Right. Because there was the realization like, hey, not everyone can afford to go to college not everyone has the life circumstances that let them go to college. Right. So it's the, you know, gatekeeping right. is what they called it, but basically trying to make it so that it's not because honestly having, having friends who work in higher education now too, like I don't know how much a college degree yeah. guarantees anymore. Right. Well, I know like you, you mentioned like an art degree, I, I have friends that have art degrees they're doing jobs that they do not need to have a degree to have. Yeah. Now that, part that of that is said, also having to pick like at age 18 yeah. what you think you want to do for most of your life. Like right. trying to see into the future that far ahead. Well, that's so, so you were talking about like, like it's okay to change your mind. I mm-hmm. mean, so my, my youngest cousins are both, one is just outside of like college age and mm-hmm. one is just going into college. And just over the past few years, like they changed their mind yeah. a bunch of times. And one of them, I believe, decided not to finish college. And the other one has already changed like majors, I believe. You know, you, like yeah. you don't know until you, you you get into it. Right. I've Like I said, I've, I've always been in something tech related, but it's changed a bunch. I think one thing that helped me a lot, too, is I like I like this stuff. Right. Like my field has pretty much always been that like or commiserate experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Like degree or whatever. And I was running tech companies in high school, Mm -hmm. you know, and a little before high school. So when I dropped out of college and, you know, jobs were like, you need five years of professional experience doing X, Y, Z, even even at a young age, I was able. So I think that did help kind of bootstrap Mm -hmm. my career a little bit. And I think, you know, there's opportunities for um, like vocational programs in high Mm -hmm. school and there's opportunities for internships and all these kind of things that can help you kind of bootstrap that stuff and also decide what you what you want to what you well, want to do think, you know as we we look towards the future you mentioned very briefly earlier like we're at the early stages of seeing ai mm-hmm. become adopted what kinds of jobs is ai going to take and it's not necessarily 
those vocational things. Like you're still going to need a plumber. You're still going to need an electrician. Yeah. And you're um, still going to need the but like developers and infrastructure is, engineers that manage the infrastructure <laughs> behind the AI, right? It's funny. We were uh, at a friend's last night and this friend said, yeah, he was playing around with a, a project, like a personal project where he's trying to write a Wordle solver and pretty much did it, but it doesn't have a user interface. And so he went to chat GPT to create a user interface. And he said it generated like, like 200 to 400 lines of very convincing looking code that did not work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, but like eventually is the first draft of something going to be generated. Right. So maybe in the future, we won't need quite as many, white collar jobs, office jobs, because AI is going to be able to do that first draft for us. Yep. Or maybe because when we, when computers first came out, do you remember like, Oh, the future is going to be paperless. Yeah. That is lies. Not, <laughs> I, mean, not, I mean, I, I, I have Dana less will, paper, but I, I have, have so much paper. Zero, zero point zero percent paper here. Like, and, I could, I could live without a printer. For yeah. Sure. No, and and maybe it's because I have a, a school age kid that we're I mean yeah got print stuff, but um there was also the thought like we'll work less because computers are going to automate so much, and that's, and that's not been the case. No, that's not been the case. We just they fill just, our time with more stuff. Right? Yeah. It's 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 not you're working less. It's that companies are giving you more and more, more to, to do to 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 fill that that time. So looking and at then the future, some, like maybe yeah. we'll need fewer jobs like this. But maybe they'll just give us more to do because if if AI lightens yeah. the load of some things, they're just going to well and add more to the load someplace else. In the meantime, what it's doing right now is I don't think it's taking anybody's jobs, but it's making it harder to figure out things like is this job application and is the example project or example code or technical review yeah. that we've done of this person, has it been generated? Yeah. and. It, it, it just in general, it's getting harder and harder to sort out what's real and what's not. We were talking about last night about Amazon and how you'll see an item that's got like 3,000 reviews and probably most of them are written by a bot. A bot. Yeah. And so it gets hard to tell the real product reviews from the ones that are generated by AI. So is that what you're seeing for the future is that it's harder to tell what is artificial versus what is reality? Yeah. And I mean, from a visual, like you look at modern video games and it, I've been told there's an actual element of making video games feel a little fake because you have to feel like you're immersed in something that's not the real world, I think. I feel like we've been in a position visually for a while where it could be hard to differentiate reality from not reality, but now you add the more generative AI component to it where it's not just the worlds, but it's actually the generation of that content. Mm-hmm. It's going to get even harder to tell reality from, from not reality. Anyway, anyway we so we, we've that. talked about, yeah. about the future and the kind of, do you want to talk pop culture? Cause it's been a few episodes. We had received, we've been, we've been feedback surprisingly on that. Uh, we talked pop culture a little too often. And so we've yeah. been trying to be mindful. Well, I mean, we've just done a good job the past couple episodes of staying pretty wildly on topic, I think. I would be interested in going back and looking to see if that coincides with when I start taking ADHD medication. <laughs> I am yeah, not we don't really, really even kidding. No, we don't really have, we don't like, I don't have metrics as to like how on topic, how on topic each episode was. I'm just as bad as you, though, at taking it's, things it's, off topic. Right, I do try true. to be a little more conscious of it, though. I am a kind Mostly of because I have to, chaos. I have to edit it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it saves me time. You're always thinking of the future work. Yeah, right. Like, has there been any piece of, like, a movie, a TV show, or a book, or something like that, where you feel like, oh, this is, this is the future that I want, or this is accurately predicting the future, or anything like that? Um, I mean, so I, I, there's obviously several variations of the future as defined in in pop culture. Like you've got mm-hmm. your kind of Star Trek, Star Wars types, and I watch a lot of Star Trek back in the day, right? So, yeah. Um. So that's always been kind of my metric on how close or how far off were the. Well, that's you know what is it? Life imitates art, imitates life. You know, so 
how many of our technological advances were inspired by people who watched that fiction. Well, and you see a lot of that, like people interview people who invented something, right? And very regularly, uh, people will cite Star Trek as their source for inspiration. Again, there's an article I read a couple of years ago that's kind of like, what did Star Trek predict and what is the mm-hmm. current state of that thing? And there's a lot of things that are, again, like voice assistants and talking computers and stuff yeah. like that, pretty faster than light travel doesn't exist. Physics is hard, Physics as we mentioned is hard, earlier. Exactly. Yeah. Um, holodecks, you know. But again, that's a space where like we're getting there, you know. Yeah, I mean, holodeck we've started, you know, VR is commercially accessible. You have to wear a headset of some sort. And, you know, your experience is probably not as immersive as the holodeck. And the elements that don't exist are, again, those physics is hard things. Like a lot of holodeck stuff was done by like tractor beams, you know, that could physically kind of alter the environment. That doesn't exist. And that's probably not in the... The near term. But then on the flip side, like Star Trek kind of really like society has really evolved, right? Like societally, I guess, you know, like beyond technology, like the technology brought people together. The technology solved mm. problems that society had. And I it's feel utopian like right, it's Star utopian Trek. in Star Trek. And if anything, it's kind of, I would say, divided us as a people more so than it has brought us I thought in Star Trek it was the fact that we had first contact that brought people together. So what we really need is aliens. What we need is aliens, right. And even that's something I think they kind of got away from in later Star Trek, right? Like they talk about in like the next generation where like we don't have money because we don't need money because people's motivations are not financial anymore. But like Mm. that's never going to ring true, right? Yeah, well, there's the whole uh, universal basic income movement still nowhere near being adopted really anywhere i think there was like a european experiment where they were giving a a set number of people basic income to see how they would act or whatever so uh, you've got the next generation or start the star trek universe which is a little more idealized version of Mm -hmm. the future a lot of pop culture future is more dystopian you know i'm thinking of the expanse and you know what i've i've I watched the first couple episodes. I got into it. I just never, I just kind of fell out of it. But I've heard very good things books. about books. And some people I know like the books and don't like the show. Some people I know are the opposite. It does seem to be the general consensus like pick one. So pick either the books or the show for reasons that would probably spoil it if I, if I explained too much. Yeah. So that. And there's a couple series, uh, Red Rising book series by Pierce Brown, where it's it's humans in space, but it's not faster than light travel. So like it's within our solar system or just on the very outside of our solar system. So distances still matter. You can't just snap your fingers and you're suddenly your galaxy away. You're right. So quote-unquote more realistic i mean i guess Mm -hmm. like they're trying to use real physics and push that yeah right 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 um i really liked so the book series that i liked that i feel like really kind of could be an accurate future um is a little bit older it was written i think in the the early aughts kim stanley robinson's red mars trilogy and it won a bunch of awards but you've got basically like the first human settlement to Mars, which is kind of relevant now yeah. because people are actually talking about that. And they, they harness an asteroid to mine it for the metal, which is also like they, actively right, being right. experimented with. Yeah. They, uh, in the book, build a space elevator to get around the need for using so much fuel to achieve escape velocity. And that's another thing that has been, I, I feel like, that's been ruled out a bit, but that's definitely something right, that's been discussed right. and experimented and so, with. So it's based it's based on things that have already come up in real current well, times. Well, except that they, they're 30-year-old books, no. Well, tw- yeah. 20 to 30-year-old. I, I have to go back and look at the copyright date. So uh, that author particularly works with scientists to kind of find out yeah. what real science would look like. Yeah. So they're very much still science fiction, but tries to to ground it and then 
in terms of the the politics and the society, like you were mentioning with Star Trek, is very utopian. This feels very familiar, you know, like the different factions. And yeah. you've got your do-gooders and you got the people who are trying to lie in their own pockets and you've got the egos. And so it feels very familiar in terms of the political makeup of the characters in this group. And the advanced now, I, technology doesn't all of a sudden make us saints. Well, that, right. Exactly. I, I guess that's a thing that I'm more like more generally curious about. Do you feel do you, so do you personally feel that? Comparing like the more utopian sci-fi versions of the future versus the more dystopian ones, the more dystopian ones probably have a little more accuracy. I wouldn't go as far as say dystopian. Or is it that we have to move more towards that before we get more towards the... really feel like human nature is fundamental and the specific rules of our society have changed over the centuries. But fundamental human nature has not changed. We are animals. We are social animals. <laughs> you know, there's there's yep. good impulses and there's selfish impulses. Yep. One of my favorite examples is uh, it was going around about, you know, people don't want to work these days. That was a big theme that you would hear during the height of the pandemic. Unemployment was very low and a lot of retail establishments, a lot of fast food establishments or sit down restaurants or a lot of the, you know, the less attractive jobs were scrambling for workers. And you would hear the the litany of people don't want to work still anymore. Still are to a degree, yeah. And they still are to yeah. a degree. And so someone went back to like newspaper archives and then finally like literary magazines. And it's the same complaint literally for centuries that people have been making. Right. People don't work on work anymore. Kids these days yeah. don't have the same work ethic that we did. Right. So, mm, yeah, I don't feel like we've fundamentally changed. There's always been people who are altruistic. There's always been people who are very ambitious for personal gain. There's been people who are very content with their lot in life. But what technology changes is how all of these different people can influence others and how all these they different can interact people can lot interact more. with and yeah. how uh, and what machinery or what's available to just capitalize on a specific person's views or whatnot right like mm-hmm. influencers gener- right, like, like a general laborer doesn't have to like dig anymore we have machines for that right so that's the kind of stuff that is they don't have to dig anymore except like definitely like my coworkers had metal like it almost looks like a fireplace tongs, but they were like a pincers. And there were two guys like moving railroad ties out of the way. Yeah. And I mean, there's, yeah. there's still physical labor out there. Yeah. 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 Well, and, well, and I mean, just even thinking about things like war, like wars will not be fought with, they, they're not drones fought with are, muskets anymore. Now they're flown with drones and they're going to be moving. There was a movie from the 90s called Toys, starring Robin Williams and Joan Cusack, of all people. Joan, not John. Joan Cusack. Yeah. The sister. Yes. The the quirky one. Right. Yeah. And they're both the quirky one. She's I mean, if you put Joan Cusack and John Cusack together and say, which one's the quirky one? No (laughs) one's gonna point to John Cusack. (laughs) Anyway, but in this movie, Toys was like like 1994, 95, something like that. The villain at the end is revealed to be training up a generation of kids to play video games so they can fly drones in warfare. Wow, that was ahead of its time. How prescient is that? Wow, yeah. For a John or a Robin Williams movie. Yeah, and that's totally that's totally a thing now. Yeah. It has been for at least Soundtrack by Tori a Amos. Decade. Such a good movie. I mean, is it just a there's the the aphorism of you put was it like a a room full of monkeys with typewriters and give them a hundred years and eventually, eventually they'll, they'll come up with Shakespeare. Yeah. So we've produced so much something's film. gonna something's gonna get right, it right, quote right, unquote. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like are we just But there's still generally the themes of more the one or the other yeah. kind of approach. And and I don't know. I just I, I hate to say it, I feel like I thinking about the future can be kind of depressing sometimes. Thinking about I don't want to think I'm future, pessimistic about it, but like 
You're right. On one hand, I feel like things aren't great. But on the other hand, this is very cyclical and this has been going on for generations and and things really haven't fundamentally changed that much. It can be overwhelming to think about the future if you're thinking about the entire future of humanity. So you do have to, like for your own mental health, shrink it down to my future. What can I control? Right. What organizations can I maybe like donate money to or something like that? And make those plans like well, and then i mean we've talked about this a lot yeah. i am not a parent you yeah. are and that yeah. probably influences us seeing things like us the way we think about the future is probably quite a bit different just through yeah. the nature of uh i mean i want the world to be great for like my niece and stuff like that but i don't have any specific like i don't have a a mini once you're gone like, it can all burn is that what you're saying <laughs> to a degree yeah i mean again i'm not trying to be pessimistic but like I, I don't know if something fundamentally changes if and when you have children that kind of changes the way you, you see things or not. Well, I feel like From I'm just talking about aphorisms this whole episode. The best time to plant a tree is 100 years ago. Yeah. The second best time is right now. That's deep. Right. <laughs> this episode is going to be way it's, too deep. It's a deep episode. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Yeah. It can't all be I thought it was going to be like... Jokes. like self-driving cars and and stuff yeah. like that. I thought that's that's what when I saw the topic come up I immediately thought this is all going to be the tech related. Yeah, but no, we we've, <laughs> we've actually not talked about that at all. Um, some, but but I mean, so I don't know if I was always like this or if it was a difference with becoming a parent. I think I I've always kind of been like this where I think about you know, leaving a legacy, what does that look like? I have no aspirations of being the CEO of a multi-million dollar multinational company or anything well, like that. Well, our media company is going to get there. Oh, well, right. Our podcasting right. business. Yeah. Right. I, how, how foolish of me to forget. <laughs> yeah. But what, what does a legacy look like? And there's lots of different schools of thought of that. Like, but how do you impact the future? And at a very personal level, my interactions with people, like I told the story of, you know, helping my my new coworker get her obtain apartment. an apartment. Yeah. Like that was an hour of my time and, and not, fundamentally a, and not a lot of effort. And it, potentially of somebody's situation. I mean, yeah. she's talking about like how you know it's it's just her and her dog and how she had to fish a baby mouse out of her dog's water bowl right yeah, yeah. this is going to change her life yeah maybe not like a forever change but like right. it's a definite improvement she's moving tomorrow yeah so that's my legacy and it will not grant me a statue anywhere no. yep. and then it kind of makes me think about like you know, the the whole tapestry of human history and how many legacies am i inheriting you know i have farmers in my my history and i have veterans of the very you know revolutionary war veteran and civil war veteran on the correct side i checked <laughs> i was worried when i'm like ooh, civil war veteran is my ancestors i'm looking at the genealogy i'm like cross my fingers please be for the north please be for the north oh phew. um so like yeah yeah you know, i have i have inherited that legacy so you know going forward i i see myself as you know part of a continuing path or, you know, like I said, like the tapestry of human history, but you know, it's, it's this continuing flow forward. It goes so far behind me. So I'm hopeful that it goes that far in front yeah. of me as well. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a really good point. You, you know, you can think about it from a macro perspective. And as you said, that can be overwhelming mm-hmm. or you can think about like things you can influence in the here and now and just trying to be a little bit, Better. better or more yeah. conscious or something like that i guess yeah um you know i mean it's the whole it's such a stupid analogy but like <laughs> you know a butterfly oh you the know, jurassic like, park chaos theory yeah yes um you know you if everybody's if everybody's doing little things those yeah. can add up so. yeah it can and i mean on the flip side uh <laughs> we need to be less philosophical <laughs> in this episode <laughs> do we All yeah right. So I, I attempted to talk well, about movies and TV and books and stuff. Yeah, and we just kind of gravitated. And we gravitated back, back towards the deep end of the 
Well, debate. I mean, we because uh, some of this we've talked about before. We've talked about Star Wars versus Star Trek. We have. We've also talked about the environment before. We've talked so about the environment before, so we kind of covered all of that. So, in the um, future, would you sign up to go to Mars? Like, to that's be one a of the colonists? Good question. I mean, my. Would you still do it if Elon Musk was there? Yeah, well, we talked. You know what? We talked about this in our space episode too. We've yeah. covered all of Did this. We? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're so yeah, right. Yeah, because we talked about like the communication delay to Mars and, yes. and how you basically literally lose it's the ability to have. Well, you literally it's a one way trip, even communication wise. You can no longer have a synchronous conversation mm-hmm. with somebody. It's always going to be. Delayed. Email forever. Email forever or voice, like one-way voice recording. Oh, an eternity you know? of trading voicemails. <laughs> an eternity of TikToks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I do not think I will go to Mars. No. Because um, I, I mean, think, even if it, it's not going to happen in our life. No, it's not going to. And, and when it does, it's going to be very inhospitable for a number of, of decades. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I'm really looking forward to, like, hopefully being around to see... Yeah. The first bits of that kind of stuff. Here's an interesting one. How close do you think we are to actual EV adoption? Like that's a that's a tech that is we're on right on the precipice of, right? We are on the that's precipice. a potential fundamental change in the way we do transportation that is right like it's it's here basically. So uh, what are we what are we calling adoption? Oh, that's like a good question. majority of cars, because here's it's, it's not going to be a majority like we've, we've for a while. About EV, but like, I think probably we're looking at fifteen years. Fifteen years. I think it's sooner than that. I think we need to figure out the battery situation. Yeah, and that's I, not progressing as rapidly as and people would like. You've got infrastructure is the infrastructure big one. and a huge number of people who rent. Where I mean. Street parking is the way that you park in many major metropolitan areas. Well, so how does one? And I just, I mean, I even just I saw an article yeah. a couple of days ago, that, and this is something that hasn't changed much. Like the the gist of the article was, doing a road trip in an EV sucks unless you have a Tesla, because Tesla has the network, and I no one else look. does. So. The last two weekends were travel weekends for us, which is why we're doing two episodes today to record. Uh, so in the greater Toledo area, outside of the, the actual city, there's a whole truck stop area where like one highway meets another highway. It's the turnpike. Yep. And so stopped to get gas at the same gas station that I've been going to for decades at this point, And they have a whole EV Yep. section all of the glowing of, blue it was yep. really cool looking Very all of the all of the turnpike like rest stops now have both tesla and generic okay. and this was chargers. not on the turnpike yet this was standalone yep. gas station and like this is all it's a trucker stop is what it is like, but the truck stop had i ED. did a lot i did a lot of road tripping and i knew where every mm-hmm. like the computer tells you where to stop well, but yeah. i knew where they all were because i could because i have stopped I've probably been to every Tesla supercharger within a couple hundred miles, but I'm seeing there's a Tesla supercharger five minutes from my house, right next door to it. Rivian, who is another big EV manufacturer, has just built their own okay. version of that. Right, so there now there's two competing charging so, stations. So I, right I mean, I think it's going to gonna keep increasing and keep increasing, but mm-hmm. like adoption being fifty percent or more vehicles are EV. I think we're looking at 15 years. I think I think that's fair. The I, car the prices are more, high right now. Yeah, I car mean, price. I think t- so. My definition of adoption would be more: you as a consumer can comfortably choose either choice and not have either a big price difference or not a big change in your day to day. And I think that's more about the infrastructure right now than it is the the battery technology. Yeah, yeah, and then. Yeah, we we talked about some jobs are gonna always be around and we won't be able to AI our way out of having an electrician to install the charging station in your home. Yep. So Well, yeah, I, I suspect like we were talking about new homes and how they get wired differently now, yeah. not much has fundamentally changed. When's the point where an EV charger is just kind of part of a new house build or commonly well, you know or the so, facilities for it? Like you remember back in the day, like they would wire like you <sighs> be wired for cable TV even if you didn't have it, you know, the wiring's already there. So maybe they'll do the same thing for like... Because we lived in a house built in the 50s. Right. Yeah, we were gonna... uh, 
by the time this airs in the future, yes, uh, Rob will be the stay-at-home parent. Yeah, that's right. He's, that's he's on giving the... notice actually sooner rather than later. Yeah, and so one of his to-do tasks is I've I've got the name of somebody that we can call to do electrical work that is beyond the scope of what I can do. Mm-hmm. Some of that's in our garage, which is detached. So it's a little bit more difficult, but we already have electric out there. And so the question is like, do we proactively set this up for EV, even though we don't have one? If you are doing electrical updates in your garage. But I'm, like if we're going to do should, it, we might as well. Yeah. And the difference would be instead of running like a 20 amp circuit, you'll probably run a 50 amp circuit. That's so the I'm cost thinking. is going to be the cost of the wiring, basically. Right. It'll be negligible. Right. Whereas in five years, if you're deciding to put a station in, you'll have to completely upgrade right. that that line. Now, I'm curious if that's something the electricians you talk to will recommend or if it's something that you... Well, I'm going to talk to somebody from work who works mm-hmm. for beer. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a certified electrician. Right, right, right. For anyone who's listening and afraid yeah. that I'm going to burn down my garage. Certified electrician who happens to work right. at my employer. Yeah. No, and, but I think, I mean, and if you're out, I mean, if you're somebody who's building a new house, you yeah. should probably at least put the wiring in for it because... Even if you're kind of against them or kind of the landscape isn't ideal to you today, it could very well change that. So here's a a slightly different question for you. What thing, you kind of touched on this, but like what thing as you look around makes you stop and think I'm living in the future? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, Can I go first? Yes, please do. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. And it's such a little thing in life, but like the dishwasher is going and the washing machine is going, and I'm microwaving something. And, and you're not blowing breakers? I, or? I'm not blowing breakers, but also like I'm like the technological Snow White here. But yeah. instead of woodland creatures doing all my chores, I have all of this technology. Like my grandmother had a ringer washer yeah. that she didn't use anymore. She did get like a, an electric washer, but. It's not that far in our past that a lot of these tasks were very manual. The first house I grew up in had no dishwasher. And I've definitely lived in other like apartments and things with no dishwasher. Right. And my dishwasher, I can throw something that's completely caked and it comes out perfectly clean. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, And and just like I have all these devices and they're just doing it. And then I sit down and read a book on my Kindle. Well, I think. How freaking cool is this? Well, I think so. That's a good point. So I've talked a little bit about how certain things are still the same, right? Yeah. But like my dishwasher today is a thousand times better than my dishwasher of 10 years ago. Yeah. So like there's been a lot of incremental improvements to things that already exist. Um, But so back to your question, the two, I can think of two off the top of my head. But I've had many, I'm trying to think of them because there's been many times in the past several months that I've just thought to myself, wow, we are living in the future now. Yeah. Um, but the two that come to mind are one is the fact that I can pull out my phone and order something and it shows up on my doorstep within a couple hours. Like by and large, yes. there's very little that I can't get delivered to me on the same day. And it's stuff like televisions. Like I remember my first flat screen TV and I bought it and I brought it home and it was expensive. Now it's like I bought a little 24 inch TV for the um, camper, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a small one. Cause it, it's a small camper and it was like $80 and has Roku built in. So it's got all of the streaming on. It was that 24 inch used to be big, right? That used to be big. And now it's tiny. And it was only, you can buy a TV for $80. That's a price point where if I accidentally drop it, $80 is not like, I don't have to, it's think not going to break. Much. Yeah. Right. The second one, this is more of like a work thing, but like the way, like I said, Technology, as far as like the cloud, is fundamentally the same. Like there's still Linux servers in the yeah. background, but it's all the automation and obfuscation mm-hmm. and, and and stuff that's on top of it that makes it kind of magical. We're a very small team at work, and the stuff that we're doing as a small team is only doable because of the amount of automation and things that exist um, mm-hmm. now in the world of uh, of infrastructure. So. Just lots Living of stuff happens future. at work where I'm like, wow, we are in the future. It used to be to build a thing, you needed data centers and servers and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. But now anybody can build a thing with no infrastructure whatsoever. So anyway, that was a long-winded answer <laughs> answer to that. Um, 
Yeah, is that it? We, I, we, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, we want to hear your what you thought the future would be and what makes you think, hey, we're living in the future now. So give us a call, 216-505-0180. Now I don't have to do an epilogue again. Yes, yes. <laughs> and with that, I have been Matt. And I have been Carla. And we will talk to you soon. Well, I promised an epilogue, so here it is. In case you didn't catch Carla's book recommendations, they are The Red Rising series by Pierce Brown and Red Mars by Kim Stanley Robinson. So search for red, I guess. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the episode. What did you think the future would look like as a kid? Would you own an EV? Have you ever paid a tradesman in beer? Give us a call at 216-505-0180 and let us know. It's thankful season, and we're thankful for all of you that come back every episode. Thanks as always for listening. We'll be back again in two short weeks.